I'm your host, Dora Vandekamp. Welcome to the Biohack Your Beauty podcast, where we take a deep dive into the world of biohacking, lifestyle, wellness, and self-development. Join me in uncovering the mysteries of beauty, anti-aging, and ultimate longevity with the experts, teachers, and guides who are leading the health revolution. Hello everyone, welcome to the Biohack Your Beauty podcast. Today I'm doing another solo episode. I got so much great feedback about the first one that I did a few weeks back and it was a Q&A episode and I actually had planned to do a Q&A this time as well. When I asked what listeners would like me to talk about, a lot of responses included mental health and specifically kind of what I do for my mental health. And I've talked about this on a number of different episodes. I've talked about this on my Instagram and my Facebook as well, that I've struggled with depression in the past. I've spoken about my journey with Accutane and what an impact that had on my mental health and just having a lot of ups and downs when it came to my moods and how I was feeling. And I'm now in my 30s. Since I was a really young girl, I've always been really sensitive I've been really focused on what's going on around me, sometimes a little hyper aware, and this causes me sometimes to be overstimulated. So I have some things that are obstacles when it comes to my mental health, but at this time in my life, I feel like I've built a really strong foundation in how to nourish my mental and emotional well-being. And I would say I still have waves of uncertainty or waves of feeling, you know, depressed, but I would say that it's much more few and far between. So today I'm really going to be offering you the tools that have helped me with my mental and emotional well-being. And I just wanted to preface this episode by saying that I have included links below, but if you are struggling, like if you are struggling, it's really important to reach out for help. I know that the biggest reason people don't reach out besides it being really, really scary is just that they don't feel that they are worthy of that help. And I just wanted to say that you are always worthy of it. You are so worthy and it's really, really important to reach out if for any reason you are really, really struggling. So I have included some resources down below in the show notes. Make sure to check those out. So of course, we are talking about biohacking today. We love to talk about biohacking on this show. And so we're going to just start off with some physical 
techniques that I use in my daily life to really help nourish my mental and emotional well-being. And these have made a huge impact on my life. I really believe that there is such a big connection between nutrition and our lifestyle and our moods and how we're feeling, our energy levels. I have mentioned the book by Weston Price many times, but I will mention it again. The book is called Nutrition and Physical Degeneration, and it is really this incredible study of how our bodies are so impacted by our nutrition as well as the nutrition of our parents. We are the offspring, right, of our parents. And so what they eat impacts our physical well-being and our emotional and mental well-being as well. So I highly recommend that book if that's something you're interested in just to see the statistics and the, and the science and kind of how all of this works. And he mentioned some really, really important components when it comes to our mental and emotional well-being. But some of those things include animal fats. And I actually, as I've said many times before in other episodes, I was a vegetarian since I was 12. And so I didn't eat meat for 16 years. And then I also was a vegan for a really long time. I was actually a raw vegan. And, you know, I did learn a lot about nutrition as far as what to take out during that time. And I'm glad because I really learned about seed oils from a really early stage. So I omit seed oils. I've omitted them since a really um, young age. So I just do coconut oil, butter, um, lard, ghee. Those are the things that I cook with. And I actually think palm oil is also uh, something you can use as a healthy option. But I personally do not choose palm oil because... I don't really believe that it's sustainable, and I think that it's not necessarily easy for them to regulate the sustainability certifications. And if you know anything about palm farming and palm oil farming, there are a lot of animals and wildlife that actually are injured and their habitats are destroyed due to that particular farming. So that's why I personally don't choose to use palm oil. I really focus on butter, lard, and coconut oil. That's what I cook with. So the first thing I would say is just knowing to increase your animal fats because I really became uh, deeply depressed in high school and then in college and there were a number of factors that were a part of that, but I do believe that one of those was that I really wasn't being nourished as fully as I could have been if I was eating animal products. And when I talk about animal products, I really talk about the high nutritional value of eggs, of meat, and I say specifically red meat. I personally don't really eat chicken. I really focus on beef. 
Uh, and the reason for that is because beef is not something you have to overcook. It's, it's easier to undercook it and eat it without having to worry about getting sick, right? So chicken is something you have to fully cook. Same with pork. But with animals such as cows and lamb, that meat doesn't have to be overcooked in order for you to eat it. So you're actually getting more nutrition. There's enzymes. And um, you're not going to be uh, consuming all of these carcinogens. And so that's why I choose to eat red meat. I actually don't eat lamb, so I really just eat beef. And that's just my personal choice. Again, everybody's different. If you love chicken, you know, if you eat uh, pork, I think that that's absolutely fine. I do believe that there is a connection between how the animal lived and what you're consuming. So I'm really passionate about eating something that wasn't stressed out during its life, right? Because if you're trying to take care of your own mental health, your own mental well-being, and if you do have any kind of spiritual connection to what you're eating, you really want to make sure that you are doing yourself a service and also what you're eating a service by making sure that that animal did not suffer during its life, right? So there is one thing um, when it comes to actually killing an animal for food, and this is what happens in the wild, right? In the wild, uh, an animal chases its prey, hunts it, and kills it. And the kill is usually relatively quick. I always think it's really important to observe nature and emulate nature because nature doesn't make mistakes. And so what I believe is that we want to allow animals to be as much in their natural habitat as possible. And then when it comes time for us to eat them, that's when we kill the animal that we're going to eat. But I think that when you look at the way factory farming is done, it's very, very cruel. And in order for those animals to be efficient, right, and for them to either not peck each other to death or to make sure that they grow to a certain, um, you know, poundage or whatever, all those animals are really put in, in horrible conditions. So I always, always make sure that the animal that I'm eating was humanely raised, that it met the specific standards, but also I try to make sure and research the farm because I want to know that that farm is in integrity with what they're saying. So as much as I can, and I'm not perfect, right, but I really try to go to the butcher. I ask about the farm that the animal came from. Uh, we have an amazing farm by our in our state, so it's relatively local. It's called Mindful Meats. And it's really, really cool because they really take care of the animals. They're outside, they're grazing, they're pastured. I actually grew up in Holland and my family is a farming family there. They actually have cows and they have so many cows and they have huge pastures and they just graze and they eat grass all day and they're really, really sweet cows. And so just connecting with them and meeting with them, I just think, you know, it's so important to respect our fellow beings. And that includes 
the, the animals that we choose to eat. So I'm a big animal lover. I always feel like eating animals is something that I do because I do it out of necessity and I've learned that it helps me be happier. I have um, much better brain function. I have much better uh, cognitive function. I feel like I have more energy and my moods are just better. I don't have so much anxiety and I believe that a lot of it has to do with me getting enough nutrients from quality animal products. So I would say that's the first thing is getting enough fat and enough nutrients in your diet. So some of the things that I like to make include um, burgers. I like to make soups. I love to make omelets. I'm really, I wouldn't say it's very exciting, but it's delicious, right? It's, it's amazing. And um, my boyfriend makes me steak. So I feel like there are options. I don't know if you can ever really get sick from eating highly nutritious food. And so that's something I think is really, really important to incorporate into your daily life. If you are a vegetarian, if you are a vegan, there are some really amazing resources. If you are looking to transition back to eating meat, I know there are a lot of people who choose not to because they believe it's better for the environment or they have some ethical discrepancies with it. I've listed some resources for you down below just so that you can kind of read up on the different perspectives. Again, I'm not telling you that you should eat meat or shouldn't eat meat. I just want you to know what my experience was and I also wanna share different perspectives that you can explore just to see if maybe there are some other options out there for you. So something else that kind of piggybacks on to nutrition is supplements. And supplements are something I've been taking for a really long time. When I started getting into health, I took, oh my gosh, like everything under the sun. And I was actually working at a place called Maddie's Market in Calabasas. It's actually now the Whole Foods in Calabasas, but back then when I was younger, it was Maddie's Market and it was this really cool independent giant grocery store, a lot like an Erewhon or um, a Whole Foods. Actually, it might be an Erewhon now. It's an Erewhon or a Whole Foods in Calabasas. But anyway, it's uh, it was an amazing store and I actually was, I worked in the health section and we worked with the supplements. And so we would have all of these incredible people come in and train us on the different supplements, right? Because that's part of sales is you are going to, somebody's gonna come in there and say, you know, I'm looking for a magnesium supplement or I'm having trouble sleeping. And then you're like, well, here are some of the things that we have. And so you wanna be very well-versed in what these supplements do. And so it was kind of like going to school. I got to learn so much about all of the different supplements and the nutrients and what they do and the, the purpose that they serve. We also had a tonic bar. So people would come in and, you know, we ha would have a tonic for, for headache or a tonic for cramps or if you thought you were getting sick or getting the flu. So 
Um, you know, and then we learned about adaptogens and adaptogenic herbs. So it was really amazing. I learned so much in that job. And I also got so many different samples of supplements and I used a lot of them as well. So I would say that I think my top choices for supplements, if you are going to take supplements, the first thing I think that's really important is to research your supplements and what is in them. Uh, they'll be listed as like the main ingredients and then you'll see the inactive, quote unquote, inactive ingredients or additional ingredients and that will be like the preservatives. So there will be like magnesium stearate or there might be like it might be a gelatin capsule. So you just want to see what else is in there. If there are a bunch of preservatives, a lot of times like the generic brands may not be the best quality. So like if you go to a Whole Foods, you know, they have a Whole Foods brand or the 365 brand. I just think sometimes being really conscious of what you're picking and, you know, choosing the supplements that don't have all of the byproducts. Like magnesium steroid is basically like chalk, right? And so if you're going to be taking, let's say, five supplements a day, I mean, I take probably more than five supplements a day, but it, let's say just five and all of those have chalk in it, like that's your daily dose of chalk. So you really want to put that in your body every day, every single day, right? So I think it's just really important to check the ingredients in your supplements and also get them from a source that's reputable and get a brand that's reputable. So if you're getting your supplements at like Walgreens, I would just say like, hey, maybe explore getting them through a different channel um, because a lot of times those are not necessarily very high quality. If they're in like a, you know, now I think there's a lot of supplements in plastic. Uh, at one time, there were a lot of glass supplements, right? Like the, not the supplements weren't glass, but the, the bottles were glass. And I always try to look at that as well. So just kind of looking at what each supplement has in it is a really good place to start. I think there are some essentials. I would say a magnesium supplement is really, really important, um, especially because we're not getting the minerals that we need to be getting in our diets every day. So a magnesium supplement at nighttime, I know that there's one that's really great. I'll put it in the show notes. It's uh, from Ancient Nutrition, and it actually has liver in the supplement as well. And that's really great because liver at nighttime is also a really great supplement to take. So the magnesium supplement actually has liver in it. And that's really uh, an amazing supplement to take before you go to bed. It helps with your sleep. So I also mentioned magnesium because on the topic of mental health, right, like that's what we're talking about, there is a lot of anxiety in our body and that has a lot to do with the lack of minerals that we consume. So if you are having anxiety, you can take magnesium, you can take it as a supplement pill form, you can also put it on your body. But it, what it does is it helps your body relax, it helps your muscles relax, it helps your body not be so tense. It also helps your brain feel less anxious. So if you can take a magnesium supplement, I feel like that's a really, really powerful resource 
for your mental health. So that's where I would start. I would also say that a vitamin C supplement is really helpful. And the reason for that is because if you're not having adequate vitamin C levels, then other supplements are not going to absorb into your body very well. And that specifically would be like some, something like iron. So if you have low vitamin C levels, your iron levels are usually also going to be low. And if you're taking an iron supplement, you want to be sure that you're also taking a vitamin C supplement. Now, if you are struggling with lack of energy and lack of um, just feeling energized, I think energy a lot of times has to do with our moods, right? I would say check your iron levels because your iron levels are very often connected to whether you're feeling fatigued. And then I would say the other thing would be to explore your thyroid levels and just see if you might look into taking an iodine supplement because iodine is something that is also um, very low for us, like our iodine levels. And so we are, most of us in need of an iodine supplement and this affects our mental health as well. So, so far we have magnesium, we have vitamin C, checking your iron levels to see if iron might be something that you need to supplement with and then iodine as well. You don't have to take a lot. I, I take a few drops every day, um, but just see how, if that's something that might be up your alley. And then vitamin D is really, really important for mental health as well. So I know that we're not all in like a sunny place like Hawaii or Florida. So we're not all getting that year-round sun. And even if we have the sun available, so many of us are stuck inside or we are running after kids, right? So there's so many obstacles when it comes to getting your daily vitamin D. Um, I've really made it a routine for myself. So I actually go to the park Every single day around one or two, I sit in the grass with a towel. I put my bare feet on the floor, on the, on the grass, and then I sit with my back to the sun, and I have like a sports bra, and I take off my jacket, so it's just my shoulders, my back, my neck is all exposed to the sun, and I sit there for at least a half an hour every day. And I, I really choose to do this because this is a big thing for me is that when I get daily sunshine, adequate vitamin D levels, and when I ground, this helps me a lot with feeling grounded, not having um, low levels of energy, and also just feeling like happy. Like I feel better emotionally when I have this practice and when I'm grounding and getting adequate vitamin D. So if you're not getting vitamin D every day, I think it's really powerful to take a vitamin D supplement. And there are some really great vitamin D, vitamin K12 blends that um, work together to help you get adequate vitamin D. So that's something I would look into as well. So those are just supplements, right? Like supplements work differently for everybody. So I just want to say that if there's something that um, kind of intuitively calls to you, then you know, looking into that, if that's something that feels good. Some people may 
be drawn to a liver supplement or even just going to the store and kind of looking at what appeals to you. I think allowing your intuition to lead the way in this sense can be really helpful. But those are five supplements that I think are really, really important when it comes to just your emotional well-being and feeling really good mentally. Um, so we've talked about incorporating animal foods into your diet and omitting seed oils. And then we've talked about some supplements that I think are really helpful for me personally. And then I mentioned grounding. So grounding is something that's actually becoming more mainstream. And this is very cool because it used to be such a woo-woo thing, but it actually is very science-based. So Really, all of these things around us, like our cell phones, computer screens, all of these EMFs, even toxins in our foods, they are actually um, creating these positively charged electrons. Now, the earth actually has negatively charged electrons. So when you are earthing, like when you're connecting to the earth with your bare feet, maybe you're touching a tree, you're actually allowing a transfer of negatively charged electrons from the Earth's surface into your body. And these electrons neutralize positively charged free radicals that cause inflammation. And there's actually been all of these amazing studies that show that earthing actually has an impact on an overactive sympathetic nervous system. So if you are having excessive emotional stress, these studies actually show that earthing calms and balances your nervous system and it fights inflammation. It's basically like taking an anti-inflammatory pill. So it's really, really cool to think that all you have to do is put your bare feet on the earth, right, like on the grass, and sit there or stand there. So I highly recommend incorporating this into your daily life. For me, it's really a non-negotiable. Like unless it's raining, I don't go I don't go out in the rain and that might be harder for someone who lives in like a place like Seattle or Holland, right, where it rains a lot more. But maybe there are other ways that you can do that. Maybe there's a tree that you can connect to or something like that. They also have really cool earthing mats. I don't necessarily think that it's a substitute, but I do think that it's really, really cool. The way that it, what it does is it actually does ground you. So you connect that mat to a grounded outlet in your home, and then you can sleep on that mat or you can sit on that mat and get grounded. So I've also listed that in the show notes if that's something you're interested in, but I would say grounding is also a huge thing. I think it's really, really powerful. It's been really powerful for me, and I always notice a difference because if I'm traveling and I'm not able to ground, because, you know, there aren't as many parks in some areas or there is not a backyard, right? Like if you're in Vegas or something, finding a place to ground is not as easy. And I definitely notice a difference when I don't ground. Um, and I also think that has to do with maybe being around more positively charged things. Like if I'm on my phone for a few hours or if I'm sitting in front of my computer, which I do a lot, um, and I have the Bluetooth on and everything is on, 
then I definitely feel like my anxiety increases. It's almost like a uh, physical reaction to the positively charged ion. So I think grounding, especially in this day and age where we are surrounded by technology and cell phone towers and 5G, like you really, really want to make sure that you are grounding regularly, daily if possible. If you have a backyard, just take that time. Take a book, right? Like sit outside with a book or listen to a podcast or make it something you do with your partner, but just really incorporating it into your daily life. It has made such a difference for me, and I think it will make a huge difference for you. And speaking of cell phones, I think there is something really important, this connection between mental health and our emotional well-being and our cell phones. <laughs> and I do notice that I am so much happier and so much more light in my body when I'm not on social media all the time. I've actually been pulling back a little bit from posting just because I feel like it's kind of a natural um, pulling back of like, hey, I think this is a good time for me to just focus on my stuff, focus on what I really need to do. And it's been really, really amazing. I don't feel like I have so much going on that I'm processing. And I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, like I'm very hyper aware, very sensitive. I uh, I think I'm very intuitive. So I pick up on everything. And so, you know, being on social media, I would say like Instagram is something that can be such an overload for my mind and for my energy. So Really scaling back and moderating that has been really helpful for me too. And at night, my body needs a break from the Wi-Fi from my phone or from the, the you know, reception or radiation from my phone. So I always turn my phone on airplane mode at night. Very, very important. So we've talked about animal fats. We've talked about um, not consuming seed oils. We've talked about some supplements, we've talked about grounding, and we've talked about being really conscientious, intentional about your cell phone and what you are exposing yourself to. So those are pretty much the physical things that I would say have been really, really powerful for my mental health and my emotional well-being. And I think that I'm going to leave it there, actually, because I already feel like this is a pretty lengthy episode and a lot of information to incorporate. And as a coach, one of the things I really try to do is not overwhelm people with too much information because I really don't think that that's helpful. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave it here and then we will pick up on another episode when it comes to the other aspects of emotional well-being and mental health that I've incorporated. And these kind of go more into the emotional aspects of like how to express myself, um, what are some of the self-care tools and techniques I do, and then what are some exercises that I do on a daily basis as well, because there are some really amazing tools that I've incorporated. But I think that this is a good place to start, 
and then we will continue on the next episode. If there are questions that you have from this episode or if there are questions that you have for the next episode about mental health and emotional well-being, please send them to me on Instagram. I would love to be able to share more info and answer any questions that you might have. My handle is at Dora Vandekamp and you can find me on Instagram, send me a message. I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening and have a beautiful week. If you loved this episode, please give this podcast a positive review on iTunes or Spotify. It helps us spread the word about the power of holistic health and beauty, and it helps this podcast grow. If you share your favorite takeaways from this episode on Instagram, please make sure to tag me so I can reshare. Thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful week.